It's a brace for the 18-year-old and three points in the back for Chicago. Federico Navarro weaving his way through, and it's in. It falls for Shakiri. The Swiss international back onto the score sheet, and he doubles the fire lead. All right, football fans, welcome into a special Leagues Cup edition of the Intercontinental Football Show, the official podcast of Chicago Fire FC. I am your host, Tyler Terrence, riding solo today. Emmett's going to handle things in post. I am currently in beautiful, rainy, muggy Orlando, Florida, head of Orlando City and Santos Laguna, which is going to be finished up by the time that you are listening to this podcast. But we just wanted to sneak one in recapping. The Fire's 3-2 win over Minnesota United FC as Adrian Heath's side had not one but two different leads and the Fire scratched, clawed, and just gamed their way to a road win in Leagues Cup, which puts them in prime position to be the winners of their group in Leagues Cup, which of course is central group number two. They will take on either the runner-up or the winner of central group number one. And for this fire team, I mean, it is, it's getting to the point, it's getting to the point where they are having a tough time finding ways to lose. Let that sink in for a second, because it wasn't too long ago, aka June, where they were having a tough time finding ways to win. Now, remove Open Cup from that little stretch that I'm referring to. And we've talked about this a couple of different times now. But it doesn't matter the situation anymore. And yes, Minnesota United has some issues. Outside of those issues, if you come away from that game thinking anything other than the fact that Emmanuel Reynoso is a top two playmaker in Major League Soccer, and honestly, on his best day, I'll take him over Lucho Acosta. And I know that I just said that Lucho Acosta is the best playmaker in in Major League Soccer, I think, last episode. But Reynoso hadn't really been here. Obviously, he was dealing with all the stuff back in Argentina. Um, Dude dude is scary. Just flat out scary. And this is obviously removing uh, Lionel Messi from the equation as well. For those of you who are about to throw your device out the window saying, what on earth is Tyler talking about while the GOAT uh, is currently in Major League Soccer? So back to the original point, which is that the fire finding finding it very difficult to lose. Now, what that means is sort of like what Cincinnati has going on this year, what New England had going on in 2021, what some of the best teams in Major League Soccer, when they're in a good run of form, are really just good MLS teams. They're just difficult to beat. And that goes back to my initial argument of having that belief and having that confidence that you can go and do certain things, like come from behind on the road, like score multiple goals on the road, like bringing on late substitutes to have a real impact in the game and having the depth and the ability to do so. That's the biggest thing here. You obviously rotated a piece or two. You started Casper Shabilko. You didn't start Shakiri. Usmane Dumbia comes on and makes his debut or makes his debut. And you know, outside of the first half, I don't think was particularly good football. From either side, Reynoso was the best player on the field by a long shot for the entirety of the game. Um, but for the first half, I think the fire did not play well. 
And I think that they probably should have gotten scored on once, if not twice, and really didn't create too much either. But each time they went down in the second half, and Longwane is in incredible form right now. He's just like, everything he touches turns to gold, obviously, as you guys saw. But Reynoso making that run to create the space, he knew he wasn't getting that ball, but he knew that Fabi, I believe it was Fabi, was going to follow him, which was going to create the space for Longwane. So that just goes to show the level of IQ that Emmanuel Reynoso uh, is working with. It didn't matter what the situation was. And like Spencer Ritchie, I think, embodied that. After the second Longwane goal and giving and, and giving the lead back to Minnesota again on the road, Spencer just says, come on, let's go. We got to get another one. And recognizing what type of game it is and that you are going to find moments and that there are multiple goals in the game only stems from a level of confidence and belief within yourself, which only comes from an undeniable stack of evidence, which the fire have piled up over the past four or five weeks. There are just things that are happening. Brian Gutierrez just feeling like he's Emmanuel Reynoso for a hot second and cutting up defenders to the point where they're sliding into each other and forcing Will Trapp into a stupid foul. Shaq jawing with Dane St. Clair and playing the mind games and says, boy, you have no idea what level I play. You can't touch the level that I've played at. Not for nothing. Have some respect if you're Dane St. Clair. If you want to yell at somebody, yell at somebody. But to yell at a dude who's literally won almost every trophy on the face of the planet, good luck, man. I, I mean, I get it. I, I know you want to try to get in his head and that you want to try to play the mind games and everything like that. But to scream what he screamed and and you guys know what he said at this point I don't need to repeat it like I, I just I, I hated it and I love the reaction from Shaq go right after him go right after him and Dane lost the plot a little bit after that too spilling easy balls should have 100% saved the Kai Kamara goal 100% not to take anything away from the finish because he headed it down and into a dangerous spot, Kai did. But like, you get two hands on it, push it off the line. Stop worrying about what Shaq's doing from the penalty spot. That's all I got to say about that. But on the positive, Dumbia comes on, he looks the part. Now we talked about how like him being in a DP role is, for, is a really clever financial move for the fire for the short term. And then you can try to decide what you want to do with him for the long term. He's big. He's athletic. He's got a high IQ. He's got a really high motor. And he's got a range of passes at his disposal. I told you, I told all of you, that as much as this group has been begging for an out-and-out -out number nine who can start week in and week out and threaten him behind and have pace and stretch back lines and create more room for the likes of Shaq and Gucci, what the Fire have also needed is a two-way, box-to-box, energetic, high-motor midfielder who's also got quality on the ball. I'm sorry, but Federico Navarro and Gaston Jimenez are not all of those things. They're either one or the other. And you can't just mush them together and magically hope that it's going to all of a sudden create a midfield that's worthy of making the postseason or making a run into a cup tournament. Dumbia is those things. He only played, what, 20, 25 minutes? And you could see it. And for those of you who didn't see, go back and watch again and just follow him around. 
the recovery runs, the ability to break lines, and it's clean when he gets off the ball. It's one touch and go. He already knows where players are. It's not touch, 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 pass. It's touch off the ball. And those little moments of playing to the correct foot and getting off the ball quickly and moving it, even when, even when the play slows down and you have time on the ball, the ball should still be moving. And you're starting to see that more and more. There's more purpose. There's more intention. There's more vigor in what the Fire are doing. Frankie Klopas has done an incredible job since taking over of reinstilling that belief and just saying, go play. Yes, there are still some things that need to be cleaned up. Some of the fullback play, Miguel Navarro on the ball, and you heard Mark Followell on the call, who did an outstanding job with Steve Caldwell, saying that Frankie Klopas continues to talk about how Miguel Navarro has to improve in the final third when he gets on the ball. Of course he does. With the way that the fire play and the outside backs get forward, Miguel Navarro should have six to nine assists a year, in my opinion. Now, I know some of you might be sitting there and saying, well, you know, he's not exactly Kai Wagner. Kai Wagner's only got a couple of assists this year. What do you have, like 15 or 16 last year? Catch the middle on that. And I'm not saying that Miguel Navarro is, is Kai Wagner. But what I'm saying is, is that he gets forward a lot, more so than most, and has the green light to do so. And I know he got an assist on the Arno Suke goal, which, by the way, another Dane St. Clair mistake after he was jawing with Shaq. Have some respect, young man. So what we wanted to do with this pod was just, I, I just wanted to recap the game because I had so much fun watching it back and I knew the scoreline and I had watched the first 45 minutes live. And then I went back and watched the second half uh, on tape. And again, one of those, one of those instances where I am thrilled to go back and watch what, and watch Minnesota squander, not one, but two leads and see how the fire ended up doing it. And it wasn't, overwhelming it was just Mauricio Pineda coming onto the it was the Pineda Dumbia change morphed the game for the fire totally changed it yes Shaq coming on also helped but Pineda was so clean on the ball the ball in for Kai beautiful so simple go throw it up there for one of the greatest scorers in MLS history and just see if he can do something with it by the way, anybody who thinks that that's a foul on Kai Kamara for lifting up his boot and DJ Taylor running into it, come see me somewhere in Chicago and we can have a discussion. You can share your opinion. I'm just going to tell you it's not the right one. I'm fired up. This tournament is awesome. We'll have a full breakdown of the group stage play because the fire obviously going to be one of the last games to kick off. And... Fun little surprise that I didn't find out until when I'm recording this at like 3.30 on on uh, on Saturday before our game. I didn't find out until like 10 o'clock last night. Fires game against Puebla gets put on Fox Sports 1. I'll be doing it with Devin Kerr. Awesome opportunity to cover the Chicago Fire on national TV. Very excited about it. So uh, if you want to tune into that broadcast, absolutely. You can obviously find the games on uh, MLS Season Pass on Apple TV. But huge win for the Fire, and now they're very much in the driver's seat. Any sort of result against Puebla, and you're through into the knockout round as the winners of the group. It's that simple. You already beat Minnesota United. You have the head-to-head -head on that. If you Even if you were to lose, I mean, then it's going to come down to goal differential and goal scored and goals conceded and all that crazy stuff if you are to lose in regulation to Puebla, which then would put everybody on three points. And then obviously everybody's beaten each other, so there's no head-to-head -head, um, that's going on there, which is the initial tiebreaker. So. 
to avoid all of that, get a result and you are the winners of your group. Simple. That's what happens when you win your opening game of a World Cup style tournament. Your statistical chances of moving on go through the roof. What a concept. Huge win for the boys. Um, they continue to keep on rolling. We will have you covered after the Puebla game. Um, hoping to get that episode out late Tuesday, early Wednesday. Um, but until then, vamos fire. Enjoy the rest of this tournament. Enjoy the broadcast uh, on Monday. And we will talk to you soon, folks.